Welcome into episode three or episode five of CP for three. As I mentioned in the last episode, I'll be covering Archbishop Stepanak basketball this year and on their incredible run of playing one of the toughest schedules in the country. Here today, I have star junior forward Malcolm Chemezi. How are you doing, Malcolm? I'm doing good. So, Malcolm, you last year you played on this team as the glue guy. What was your what was your role like last year, and how do you uh, want to change it and make yourself more valuable this year? Last year, I played my role on the team. I was just I was just the guy that like hustled, made all the hustle plays, got all the rebounds, like kind of like the bruiser. Like I did all the dirty work. I wasn't really getting the, getting fed the ball. wasn't I wasn't really good with my post moves at the time. So over this last off season, I've been working on my post moves. Want to be able to score the ball more. So like with AJ RJ or like any of my perimeter players that get in double team, they can just trust me with the ball down low, and I can get an easy bucket, permanent bucket down there. Uh, what are the main factors your game would like to include? Do you want to become more of a shooter, dribbler, or are you just looking to become more of just like add your post game? Um, I'm I'm looking to be like become more of like a stretch four because I know that as soon like as soon as I graduate high school and like move on to the next level, I'm gonna be able to need to hit that 15 foot jump shot. So I need to work on that jump shot, and that's what I'm improving on the most right now. Yeah, as you can see, basketball today is becoming more of a three-point heavy game. Seven-footers being able to shoot. If you can't dribble or shoot, you're most likely not valuable on the court. How does playing with two uh, or two standout players, Archie Davis and AJ Griffin, who can shoot the ball tremendously, how does that uh, help you? It makes the game a lot easier because, like, it just makes the game way uh, like a lot more fun. They make a lot of special plays. They they cut up like they make up for any like missed rebounds and stuff. Any missed possessions, they always make up for it. So um, yeah, it's really fun to play with them. They're really phenomenal players. Like, do they uh, do they help your leadership skills? Like, how did like does their um, national attention want to motivate you even more? Oh yeah, definitely. Because they brought a, they, they bring a lot of media attention, a lot just a lot of attention in general. So I know that they're bringing that like for them. They're coming for them, but like why why can't they notice me? And like so like any time they bring like someone along, I just make sure to play my hardest. So maybe I can. Put my name on the map as well. That's what we like to hear. When I watched your team last year, I noticed that you never gave up any play. Do you have like the same mentality every game that like this this is not given, this is earned? Like how how do you stay so focused every time? Because you're you're one of the most focused players I've ever seen. You can just see it in your eyes that you never uh, take a mental break. And I notice a lot of players nowadays don't do that. So what what makes you do that? Oh, uh, just know that people are watching every single game I play. I know that either it's a college or a media guy, I know that they're watching me, so I can't take any plays off because they notice that quickly. Because they have so many recruits, like, they notice everything. So if you don't do one thing right, they check you off the list fast. So I know, I know that I have to be locked in every possession. So, they, like, then they see the best of me and what I can do. That's true. The media out there is crazy nowadays. Um, <laughs> I know I want to touch on this. Last year, your team had very high expectations. You started off the season pretty slow. Mm-hmm. What was it like being in that locker room every single day? And you know that like you had the media slamming you guys, slamming your coach, slamming your star players. How did you uh, keep pushing through that? Like I, I just imagine it could be a very tough time for everybody. Honestly, we really did not care. We, we were still the same team. We were still making the same jokes because we knew that we were like we weren't 100%, and we knew that as soon as we were 100%, like like it would switch, like it would be a complete 180. So we we really weren't worried about any of that stuff we were just keeping the same positive attitude taking it one game at a time and as soon as we became healthy it was on from there yeah did any losses in particular like during that stretch really really hurt and like i just like i always understood like your coach and your teammates everyone else just seems to be happy just like you said but mm-hmm. how in your mental approach every night 
Was there any game in particular that you were just like, damn, I really wish we could have won that? The first game against Hayes. Hayes. The first game against Hayes, RJ didn't play, AJ didn't play, Junior didn't play. We were really shorthanded. So everyone, like, everyone going, like, going into the game, nobody said that we were going to win. And then you have us in the fourth quarter, we're only down a couple points. And, like, we're right there with Hayes, but then they ended up pulling away in, like, the last two minutes. So it really hurt us. Like, we weren't overly upset because we know that, like, we shouldn't have won that game, but, like, we competed to the end. So we felt good about it leaving from Hayes the first night, first game. Yeah, that game, you had 17 points and eight, and, uh, eight rebounds in your first ever varsity game in the best league in the country. Um, you were going up against two almost seven-footers, one guy, Shamani Fuller, mm-hmm. and um, Adam Cisse. Mm-hmm. How did you um, push through that? Like, how did, how did you know that – you, you, it's crazy to say, at the time were undersized, only six seven. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the battle like in that game? It was physical. It was physical. Obviously, those I know those two very well. Um, they're my guys, but it's whenever I play you, it's personal. So I know that I, whether I'm, I'm up to challenge anyone, whether you're seven foot five, six six five, I don't care. Like I'm gonna go 100 percent against you. Or it's two players, uh, I'm gonna go hard against you. I'm gonna attack you. Did the atmosphere at Hayes um, influence your game in any way, other than others? I honestly, going into it, I really thought it would. Like, I've heard that playing at Hayes is, like, the hardest gym to play in. But uh, as soon as the ball went up, all the members went away. And I was like, it's game time. So, not really. I wouldn't yeah. say it really. It didn't, it didn't impact me that much. Um, following the Hayes game, you guys played Monsignor Scanlon in um, your first game of the season where you introduced the Federation team. And it was a very tough loss for you once again. But you showed out again. How did what I feel like there's a level of consistency that you always seem to bring every game, mm-hmm. and how do you always bring that? Even, like I know we've been talking about how you go yeah. with the same mentality, mm-hmm. but you just seem to stay so level that I feel like it's just like unheard of nowadays. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you think about? Do you just think like, I, do you have a saying? I want to be better the next day, or do you just say I can't be worse? Um, honestly, how do I stay consistent? Uh, I would say I just do everything that I know how to do well. So I don't I don't try any things in games. I, I always work out. I try to get some work in before the game, beforehand. Like what I do, mic and drills, taking 15 foot jump shots, working on my free throws. So I can like, when it comes to the game, it's second nature. Also, I would say that it's just basketball, to be honest. Like, I know, I know we do this, so like, it's fun, but like, it's really no pressure. It's really no pressure. So I just go in and try to have the, as much fun as I can. Do you have a, any specific pregame routine? Like, do you and a teammate always go and do certain moves, like you and the bi- uh, other big guy, Alpha? Or do you, or do you kind of just, are you one of those guys that likes to stay solo before games? Um, before the games, I would, me and Alpha, we would um, get some work in in the post, down in the low post. After that, I would try try to eat like a grilled chicken sandwich every before every game. But um, yeah, I like I like to lock in, put my headphones in, listen to my music, and be locked in for the game. I do that pretty much before every game. So after your team went on the one and nine start, you guys ended up killing it the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. You had even you had some tough losses though against Roosevelt Catholic with mm-hmm. Khalil Whitney, Kentucky commit, um, mm-hmm. actually tearing pretty much. He, he destroyed the game. That was one of his best games of the season. Mm-hmm. And then you just went on a tear. Mm-hmm. How did you? How were you able to rebound and get quality wins against uh, Scanlan? Um, um, you had you played a tough game against Hayes. Um, what were those? What were those down the stretch like when you guys were going on the win streak? I would say what 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 sparked the win streak was when AJ came back because he just he's just a difference maker. So like he came back and we just all started clicking. Like we all started doing everything right because because like we knew if we do everything right and we and we have a player like that, then like there's no team that can compete with us. So as soon as he came back, I would say yeah, started clicking, just started going harder in practices, just like challenging each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I was at that game, the game major game back in Siona Prep. Mm-hmm. Was it playing your rival? Did that have any other oh, intensity? Oh, yeah. We do, we do not like Siona Prep at all. Uh, yeah, there are rivals, obviously. So um, it's personal every time I play them. I'm cool, with a lot, I'm cool with a lot of guys on that team, but, you know, as soon as that ball goes up, I'm trying to, trying to kill them. Yeah, I mean, Iona Prep, uh, Stefanak, two of the most historic teams in Westchester County the last few years. It's been an absolute blood battle every single game, mm-hmm. and you look to continue the streak this year. You mm-hmm. play them at the County Center mm-hmm. and at Iona College. Mm-hmm. So are those? do you have those two games specifically crossed on your calendar? Yes, <laughs> I have those games. I, I love playing at the County Center against Iona. It's like the, 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 the show out of attendance. The attendance is crazy. The atmosphere is crazy. The music is loud. It's just, it's just fun. I like it. Does having a great crowd, you think, raise your game to new levels? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, play, like, I try to play the same every game, but when it's a crowd, it just adds to that adrenaline rush. You know, you just try to get that, like, maybe if it wasn't a crowd, you go up for the layup. And if it, maybe if it is a crowd, you go up for that dunk the same play just to get the crowd riled up and behind you. So, yeah, I, I say it works. Well, speaking of crowds and opponents, this year your team has one of the hardest schedules in the country. Mm-hmm. You're playing in tournaments with the likes of IMG Academy, Monverde Academy, mm-hmm. um, Sierra Canyon what, with Ronnie James. How excited are you to go into this? And what what is your main goal out of this? Are you looking to win games? Are you looking to get offers? Are you looking to um, show everyone how good Malcolm Tremessey is? I would say a mixture of both. Um, obviously, I want to win games. I know that we have the potential to win all those games. And um, just keep winning, but um, obviously I want to create a name for myself, which is important to me as well. But I'd say a mixture between the two is really important for me to put my name on the map and also win games for my team because I know that we can. Yeah, that's a great mentality to have. How do you th- how do you think your team will be able to handle it? Because people kind of look at New York basketball as it's mm-hmm. downward um, on the downwards, and many people don't like that a team from Westchester is winning is winning so much. So wh- what do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think about playing in this tournament specifically, or all these tournaments? I think we'll be fine. I mean, we, we played Roselle Catholic the other day, arguably a top 10 team in the country, and we lost to them by two points without RJ playing. So if we can compete against them, we can compete against anybody. I feel like our team just competes, whether we play the lowest team or the highest team, we're going to compete. So I feel like everyone's saying, IMG, we're going to we're gonna be, get clapped by them. I feel like, watch, it's going to be the fourth quarter. We're gonna, it's gonna, the score is going to be 86-85. We're going to be right there with them. That's, yeah. that's how it always ends up. IMG, the reigning national championships in the Gecko, so I'm sure that's an added pressure when you, not an added pressure, but an added motivation when you play them. Mm-hmm. You talked about how you only lost to Rosa Catholic by two points without your star, RJ Davis, playing. Mm-hmm. How does RJ help your game specifically? He just creates a lot of looks for me because he's getting double teamed a lot. He's a great passer. I think, I feel like his passing is underrated, but he, he does find me a lot and um, he gets me some easy buckets, especially like when he's coming off the pick. A little slip bounce pass. I really love playing with him, and I kick him out. Like he gives me the ball, he re- like he will relocate to the corner. I give him an easy overlook pass, and he'll, he'll knock that down. He's an excellent shooter as well. Yeah, RJ being an all-time leading scorer at Stepanak and being a great passer, does that help your team dynamic? Knowing that like he's not selfish, your star player is not selfish. Oh yeah, because you know you have a lot of these guys nowadays. These star players are just. They just take every single shot, but he's not like that. He likes to get the team involved. I mean, obviously he's gonna get his buckets, but like when the double team card starts coming, he's passing it out. Yeah. He has a good. He has a. He has a good vision. Um, 
I mean, we talked about keep we talk keep talking about playing with two star players and how people might say, oh, there should be this be about you. But how does that like really? Do you think about this every day that like you want to show how good you really are because people are always going to be coming for them? Like when you when you work out with your coaches, mm-hmm. are they t- are they telling you, Malcolm, you can be as good as them? Oh yeah, definitely. They're telling me just I have to put the work in. Obviously, you get a lot of attention, but um, that's they they deserve all of it coming towards them. But um, I feel like. I feel like my time is coming. I feel like I've started to get the attention, like this right here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice. Um, definitely, it's coming. It's yeah. Coming. Um, when you, you your coaches keep saying you got to keep putting the work to get to that level, mm-hmm. can you talk about your development from being an eighth grader to a ninth grader coming to Stepanak, then to being your varsity debut, and now to being um, a star on one of the best teams in the country? How does you, how did you um change your mindset? Not change your mindset, but develop through yourself. I would say. Just I was I was I used to be so soft, and I, that I just had to change that. Uh, honest, honestly, I'd say the reason I changed that is because just seeing my mom work so hard, uh, I knew that I couldn't be soft. I couldn't like she's not she's the hardest working woman ever. So I feel like if I'm soft, I'm doing a disservice to her. So as soon as I, as long as I see her working, that just motivates me. Just keep putting working in my game. Keep going hard on the court. Yeah. Just so you you'd say your mom was your biggest influence in your game mm-hmm. in life. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Do you have any siblings by any chance that help influence nah, you? Only child. Only child. Yeah, so oh, okay, so that adds it says me more. And her, yeah. Oh, just so that even adds more to mm-hmm. more of, um, will to be the best because it's only you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great to hear that not um, that you're doing that. Um. So what? What are there any other teammates you have specifically that you think motivate you every day aside from the stars? Like, I always hear that like some of the. the superstars in college basketball, their best friends are the walk-ons, the guys who don't play because they're the ones mm-hmm. motivating them or a manager. Mm-hmm. Do you have someone on the team like that here that just like pushes you every single day? Uh, I would say, I mean, obviously I love all my teammates, but I'd say me and Matt have a really good relationship. We joke around, I call him my agent a lot of times because like we always talk about stuff, like anything basketball related or I have a question, I always text Matt and he gives me a definitive answer, good answer. So I, I really love Matt, it's really my guy. Yeah. So I just talked about basketball-wise. Matt's a shooting guard, and you're a uh, big guy. Does that? Do you think that has any role into the relationship? Do you think it just from basketball terms? Do you think you balance each other out? Yeah, because you know when he gives me that ball down low and like get double team, passing yeah. it back out. He's not. He's not missing that. He's a great shooter. Do the same thing with Luke. But um, yeah. Matt's Matt to me seems one of the most uh, hustle guys. Always clapping his hands, mm-hmm. trying to be trying to be that motor guy. Uh, does he set a tone for the rest of the team? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. When he gets in the game, puts an easy, quick shot, one or two off the off the bench. Like, you know, that just gets us going, gets us riled up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would you say would you attribute your success to? Would you say that it's just the constant working hard? Or do you feel that you're – or do you feel that this team is just so talented that, like, it would just come naturally? Or does it, has it really been a struggle for you guys to gel? Because – as you know, a lot of these guys, they come from all over, different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Is it is it like just different, or is you guys just so like, do you guys just make it work? Uh, we just make it work, honestly. We, we all work hard in practice, and like it's just a mixture of work, hard work and team chemistry. So, uh, like, like you asked, like how we're so good? Yeah. Yeah. So like we just we go really hard on the court, workouts, and then in the locker room we're all cracking jokes. So when you work hard like that, and then get on the court and you're all clicking, it's just a miracle. Like yeah, beautiful. I think that's amazing that you guys are all just friends off the court because I yeah. feel like a lot of teams don't. It's the funniest team ever. <laughs> it's the funniest. Like, you're always making jokes and just with each other. So, yeah, we get on the 
psychologists completely each other. No argument, no tension. Um, when you when you transition from playing Catholic basketball in the for your whole school season to mm-hmm. playing uh, New Heights uh, AU, one of the best AU programs in the country, mm-hmm. um, is that a transition at all, or is it kind of just the same? Oh, oh yeah, it's a transition. I feel like um, coaching is different, uh, not in a negative way, but like the coaching philosophies are different. So New Heights, I'm more of like a I get the ball more down low in the post, yeah. and more of a score. And um, here I'm more like last year's season I was more of a bruiser. But um, yeah, I feel like New Heights did a great job of preparing me for this upcoming season. Definitely with the workouts we do, I feel like the coach is great. What's up, coach? <laughs> um, so you would just, you would say you like playing? You, do you have any team you like playing more on New Heights or uh, Stepanak? Is it just are they just so different that like they're both awesome? Ain't nothing like playing on this team. Playing on this team, team. Yeah. Yeah. especially against a. A good team, like eight o'clock game. That's uh, packed crowd. That's that's the best feeling. Like you would say, New York basketball is nothing like it. You would never want to play anywhere else. I would never want to play anywhere else. Yeah, I agree. Um, in, adi- in addition to playing um, on New Heights, I know you play with a lot of guys that you play against mm-hmm. in uh, school season. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's that like when you have teammates like Isaac Gonzalez, who's at your rival, Iona Prep, oh. or some other guys? Like, do, do you, is that one of the joys you have of playing on a local team? Uh, yeah. We're always talking crap to each other, saying, well, we're going to crap you guys during the season. Um, but, yeah, it's fun. We're always comparing teams, talking about rivalries, talking about the season in general. Yeah. Talking about records, talking about what's going to happen in the postseason. So. Yeah. Are you a big uh, pro basketball fan by any chance? Pro basketball fan? Um, yeah, I, I, I follow the pros. I'd say I got the Lakers. I'm running with the Lakers and Lakers. the Clippers this season. Yeah. You're the big LeBron fan? Big who? LeBron fan? Uh, I like. I'm more of a. I like LeBron, no doubt, but I, I like Paul George and Anthony Davis. Those are my two guys. Paul yeah. George. AD. I think you can resemble their game. Do you yeah, ever? Yeah, like I, I watch AD a lot. AD, even yeah. though I'm not six ten. Like I like. I watch his moves. I watch the way he hustles. And I like. I like to resemble my game. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. I feel like a lot of people nowadays they aren't. Uh, they don't like the Knicks. Do you, Do you not like the Knicks at all, or are you just kind of uh, just like, or do you move more move more for players? I'm always interested to hearing why certain people like certain uh, teams and stuff. Um, yeah, I like the Knicks. I'll definitely play for them, but um, yeah, I like the Knicks. I'm, obviously, I'm from New York. Yeah. Play for my hometown. Come out from my hometown. I like R.J. Barrett. I like the core they have. I feel like in two to three years they'll be really good. Yeah, it's just a rebuilding process for them. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100. percent Um. When you talked about uh, you like Anthony Davis, what's the one facet of his game that you want to add to your game that you feel like he has but you don't yet? His touch and his footwork. His touch is amazing. Like, he could be, whether he's 5% on the basket or like 20% on the basket, the ball that goes on the rim is going to roll around and drop in or bounce two times and drop in. He has amazing touch. He doesn't rush anything. He's calm and collected. And his footwork, I feel like he has great footwork. Uh, if you see, if you watch his highlights, you see he does a lot of drop steps, up and unders, post hooks, like, Post saves. He just, he just, he's a skilled player. He's like, he's not a, he's not like a Clint Capella who just mainly catches lobs. He can, he's like a, he's like a KD, just not as fast. I'd yeah. Say. Um, one thing you talked about, Anthony Davis, is um, composure and how he doesn't rush anything. Mm-hmm. I noticed when you play, you don't rush anything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of players nowadays, they're just looking yeah. to run and gun. Like, how do you like hold yourself to that like standard? Do you have to like discipline yourself when you work out to really like sell the move? Yeah. Definitely. When I get the ball in the post, I like to wait three to four seconds. I don't like to get the ball and go. I like to get it, scan it, and see like see what I got, see what the offense, see what the defense is giving me, and I go from there. I, I just like to be patient. Patient is the way to win. Patience is like 
is there any move that you like particular? Do you like to pick and roll a lot, or do you like coming off a screen, or do you like setting a screen and, and rolling um, off another guy? Like, what's something that uh, that you really like to do in your game? Uh, honestly, the, the, my favorite play for me is I get a off screen, and then like I'm at the I start at the elbow, and my my teammate's at the opposite block, and he sets an up screen, yeah. and I curl to the to his block and post up and get the ball. And um, I have shooters on the corner, shooters on the opposite side, and I just have the whole, that whole side to work, so I just go to work. So would you say your game some, uh, is uh, attributed sometimes by shooters around you? Yes, most, a lot, really. Yeah. It is, because, like I said, passing yeah. that ball out. Passing the ball out, yeah. Um, do you, would you, do you, can you see yourself one day, either this year or next year, or in college, becoming a legitimate threat from a three? Do you ever see yourself not playing the post anymore? <coughs> um... I feel like I like playing big men. I like playing the big men position. Uh, do I do I have a three ball? Yes, in practice I do. In the games, I don't think I've made a three in the varsity game yet, but that's fine because I feel like this season, next season, and obviously into college, I feel like it's gonna be something that um, constantly I'm working on. So I feel like over the years you'll see me shoot that three ball more and more, and um, becoming a like a three as a as a positional player, like a wing. Um, I feel like I can become a wing. I feel like my I, I'm the best as a undersized or undersized five or like a, uh, a four. So would you like more like the small ball? You said you'd be perfect as a small ball player like as a like traditional. Yeah. yeah. I also like watching Paul Millsap. Obviously, he's about six seven. He's a power four. That's just like how I like to play. I don't. Oh. I don't like the. Well, it's kind of it's kind of weird because everyone everybody wants to be a guard and like I want to yeah. be a big man. Like I want to be seven feet seven feet catching the ball in the post. Like every, not everyone wants to do that. When you talked about small ball, do you watch any of Draymond Green? Do you think he is the type of player you feel like you can become today, or yeah. do you want to be different than him? Uh, I would definitely like to become a Draymond Green type of player. Obviously, he's a he's a undersized four, really undersized, but he's obviously made his name off playing hard. He can obviously handle the ball, something I'm working on as well, through ball dribbling and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I like to watch Draymond Green. I like to watch what he does, how he goes up against players that are bigger than him, how he bullies them, how he punks them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you talked about like the stuff you're working on. How I want kids younger than uh, me and uh, me and you to know. How often do you work out? Like how much dedication really is it to be where you're at now? I try to do something about six days a week, whether it's working out on my trainer swing or jump jump building in my house or going to the YMCA locally. Uh, I try to like I can't. I, try, I don't like going the day and without putting work in. I try to. I like to take Sundays off. Sundays off. Swing. Yeah. Does it um, help you at all that your uh, trainer, uh, Coach Swain, is uh, a coach at your school? Or do you think it's not different than the other? I feel like it helps a lot because Swain is obviously a great, he's a smart guy, he knows what he's talking about. And just to have some, someone like that who's so close to you who also knows what he's doing in aspects of training, I feel like it's just great. So me getting in the gym with him, I feel like he obviously made my game. He's helped me about my game a lot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of trainers nowadays, they're just kind of just like, there for the guy, but I feel like having, like you have, your mm -hmm. coach at your school, he's looking for what you want to develop, mm -hmm. and I've noticed your development since your freshman year, when you really just were in the post at all, like, mm -hmm. kind of just a big guy, mm -hmm. and I feel like, um, what, what was that transit, like, what was that one thing you had to work on to become a varsity level player, because you just weren't going to be the biggest guy anymore? Um, honestly, getting stronger. Stronger. I was just, anyone who plays me knows that I throw the strongest ball on so like I'm I'm really like a, a hard guy to post up, a hard guy to hold off. I feel like freshman year, strength wise, I was nowhere near where I am, where I was sophomore in the season. So just the physicality that I have, I feel like 
freshman year, I didn't have it. But going into sophomore season and this season, I feel like my physicality has taken a, a big leap. Big leap, and yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I wasn't able to make that transition. So when you were a freshman, you were six foot seven, and you're about six eight now, as you say. Did mm-hmm. you ever experience any like crazy growth spurt, or were you always kind of just no, the tallest guy? I was always the tallest guy in the room. Oh, ever really? since ever since pre K. Do you think some kids I've seen nowadays? Where they um, they're labeled as a post in uh, middle school because they're five ten mm-hmm. when really they should be working on everything. Mm-hmm. Do you think being the biggest guy has helped your game? Oh yeah, it told me it told my motor because I know that like as a big guy you can't be nonchalant slacking. So every down like down the court like I w- I, every, I, w- I was a big man my whole life even in eighth grade. So I'm yeah. just used to it. You now it comes easy to me. Yeah. Um. Through, through your basketball career, you played on, obviously now you play on Stepanak and New Heights, mm-hmm. but what were the t- programs when you were a kid, or middle school, that really like d- helped you develop to w- uh, before you got to high school? Uh, I don't know if you know of Hooper Sound. Yeah, I know Hooper Sound. That's, that's, that's really where I started at, Hooper Sound, my coach, Terrence Parks. He used to train me, he used to help me out, but yeah, that's where I started at, Hooper Sound. Yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know any of those g- guys that you play with in oh, middle school? Oh, and I'm sorry, Westchester Basketball Club, Sean Oliver. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good, good program. Um, do any of the kids now that you used to train with, have have you really kind of just separated yourself and become that dominant player? Or some of the kids when you were in middle school, has have you have you had like a close group that you've grown with? Um, honestly, I would say, nah, not really. Because we're all different talent levels. We all went our separate ways. Like some of my, some of my, like I still talk to them nowadays, but they weren't like serious basketball players. Like they just played it for the fun of it. Yeah. So they all like they all went to public schools. Like they play on the team, respect like respective teams. But um, I feel like they they just playing it for fun. Like it, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, I don't think they're serious basketball players. Either. Was it hard for you to have your childhood friends not share the same uh, goal and drive that you had for a sport? No, no, not at all. I'd say, like, we, like we're so close today. So, but um, basketball, like I said, it's basketball. Like we can talk about other things. And obviously, I'm here now. I have more basketball friends. So. I don't feel like it's. I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Would you say coming to Stepanak was the greatest decision you've made so far? Yeah, it was honestly one of the greatest decisions I made because, like in eighth grade, I, I don't think I would see myself like now yeah. as a D1, just 13 D1 Oxford. Yeah, speaking of D1 Oxford, you have offers from likes of Fordham and Columbia, mm-hmm. Siena, Stony Brook, just mm-hmm. to name a few. Mm-hmm. Have you really liked the inc- recruitment process so far? Oh yeah, I like it. I love it. I love getting the text from coaches going up on campus to visit them, shaking a coach's hand, it's just nothing like it. Knowing that a coach invests his time into recruiting you for his program, it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful feeling. Does seeing the coaches come, how, what's the type of feeling when the coaches are specifically coming to you now? Like, do you have some of the likes of some of the best coaches in the country mm-hmm. watching you in open gym? Mm-hmm. Is that just like all the, um, is that just like the greatest feeling knowing that all your hard work is paying off? Yeah, it is, because good feeling know that all my hard work has paid off yeah. like um, see like I said before seeing a coach invest his time into you know seeing the work that you put in from freshman year because they like they saw me play freshman year yeah but like they didn't like like yeah. they had an interest in me but like you know they just wanted to wait it out see yeah. how it developed and obviously I made that development and now they're putting an interest in me so it was all just part of the team um, what schools have you taken any visits to Marist Stony Brook Columbia and Siena. Yeah. And I plan on visiting Manhattan on Monday. Manhattan on Monday, that's mm-hmm. great. 
Um, so are you just trying to wait this out right now? Like, I'm obviously you don't have like a top ten or anything. No. So you're just trying to you're just trying to work hard and see mm -hmm. who comes after you. Mm -hmm. right. Let's see who's pushing pushes me the hardest, and then that's when I'm gonna make my list. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that like you're gonna be one of those people that waits till the end of their senior year, or are you just gonna dip, see how the tide rolls? Uh, I'd say I'd probably end up waiting as long as I can just to see like. Just evaluate my because my best pitch. Talk. I'm obviously gonna talk about it a lot with God and my mom and my coaches just to see what they think I should do. But unless like, yeah, never mind. I feel like yeah, I'm yeah. probably gonna wait it out. That's just that's just how I like to be. Like I like to wait till the last minute just so I make sure anything's not rushed. How has Coach Pat helped you uh, with the college recruitment process? Uh, he took. He tells me how to answer questions. He asks like any question I have, I go straight to him. He's honestly been great and giving me advice, like how to deal with them, how to talk to them. Um, yeah, he's just great. He helps me out. So and you he, he advocates for me a lot. Yeah, it's great that you have a coach that's investing his time. He's setting up open gyms, like you're mm -hmm. saying, and uh, these tournaments and everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like playing the toughest schedule has helped you tremendously mm -hmm. and uh, your development. So mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like nowadays a lot of coaches don't. Or a lot of kids aren't as fortunate to have a coach uh, like Coach Pat mm -hmm. that's going around working. Mm -hmm. So I think you're, you're very fortunate for that. Mm -hmm. um, so we're, at, we're gonna about to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. um, Malcolm, would you like to just shout out your social medias? Uh, my Instagram, Malcolm Chimezi, M-A-L-C-O-L-M-C-H-I-M-E-Z-I-E. My Snapchat, M.C-H-I-M-E-Z-13. All right. Thank you for coming on, Malcolm. I appreciate this a lot. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. All right. So that was wrapped up with uh, Stepan Axar Jr., Malcolm Chemezi. So for the rest remainder of this year, we'll be uh, following up on Archbishop Stepanak and uh, the development of their basketball team. And um, I can't wait for the season to go on. Thank you.